0: So we left off last chapter, where Johnny woke up in the morning, opened up the box that Piper had given him, and inside were gauntlets, mysterious, that gave him abilities. And excluding Lug and Bash, they headed out to the land of the rising sun, bringing Hanzo with them. And entering into the last gate, besides the one on fire, they found themselves in a village where Akuma had arrived, and they took... The two rangers, along with Fren, as prisoners, Mayamoto and Hanzo followed after. Shortly that night, Johnny had fought the Shogun of the Dark Crystal, slaying him and taken the crystal from him and headed back. And now, the chapter begins. Johnny and Armour, along with Max and Ophelion, trudged along the trail headed back to Yokai. The air was filled with the aroma of cherry blossoms from the village as they passed through it, the lanterns swaying gently in the breeze. And it was long before they arrived at that statue, and Johnny sought recite on a pile of moss-covered rocks on the outskirts of the dragon, just to the right. The soft moss provided a welcome cushion as he eased his tired body onto the makeshift seat. <sighs> With a sigh, he gazed at the fragment in his hand. That beautiful crystal. And seated on this moss covered rock, Johnny carefully withdrew a withered journal of Sir Hurek from his travel-worn statue. (sighs) The leather cover, etched with tales of countless adventures, cracked open to the well-worn 11th entry. And there, Johnny began to read. Entry number 11. The six of us and Yuko camped out outside the gates of Yokai for three days waiting. Perhaps someone will open the fiery gate from within. While we waited, the brothers kept the vultures away from Sir Fabian. It was on the third night while we were sleeping that Sir Arthur woke us up, who was on guard. And as we woke up, the distinct sound of horse hoofs could be heard approaching the fiery gate from within. The six of us was on our feet faster than ever, for we all knew that this could be our only chance. We backed up against a wall out of sight and behind our shields and low to the ground. Yuko is carrying the shield of Sir Favian, she is beside me. Just as soon as we got settled, the gate of fire opened and several men on horseback rode off into the night in a hurry. We likewise made haste to enter into the gate. Once we were in, the gate closed behind us. Sir Arthur and I made sure we were not seen by the horsemen, for we entered in running backwards. Once inside, we halted in our tracks. A labyrinth. We were in a giant maze of rock, very tall. We could go left, right, or even straight. Yuko informed us that there was only one correct path. Any other path would lead to death. Sir Charles, the navigator, drew our attention to the ground on the left. Horse tracks. It was evident that this was the only correct path. Therefore, I drew out my dagger and etched a line on the bottom rock for the intent of finding our way back. We moved cautiously through this dimly lit labyrinth, fear gripping our hearts as we sought escape, for a menacing beast was lurking somewhere in the shadows. Each turn presented a challenge. Another challenge was that the stones were getting harder and my dagger was getting duller. Sir Arthur devised a clever plan to mark our path through this maze we used a handful of coins from our bags. We discreetly dropped them at strategic turns, letting the glinting metal rest in the dirt in the corner or against a wall at every turn. A few handfuls of coins later, we finally made it out the other side. We found ourselves atop a hill. Below us sprawled a bustling medium-sized city but our gaze was drawn to the castle in the distance. On top of it was a tower under construction, and I reckon it would reach into the heavens upon completion. Sir Clarence suggested that we rest here until the morrow. Sir Findrell planted the seed of an orange where he slept. We all laughed, asking him if he planned on staying a while. May the great king above grant us mercy and safe travel. End of entry number 11. Johnny closed the journal of Sir Ulrich. The ancient stories lingering in the air. Seated on moss-covered rocks, Johnny places his hand down and winced as his hand met an unexpected pain. Bringing his finger up to his sight, he notices a nick, and blood begins to trickle slowly down towards his knuckle. Oh, my gauntlets. He wraps it in the garments. Oh, that stings. Intrigued, he examines the source and discovered an exquisite sword adorned with an engraving. Closer inspection revealed the elegant script a Sir Fabian's name delicately etched onto the blade. Johnny stands up onto his feet and further investigates the pile of moss-covered rocks. Looking up at the statue of Yokai,
1: this is it.
0: An armor, Max and Affili join him. Seeing the expression on his face. What's, what's wrong? What's wrong, Johnny? You yeah. see a snake?
1: Ooh, snake! I don't <laughs> like snakes. Where? Where's one? No, 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 no snake!
0: No, no, this is definitely not a snake. No? That's an expression of surprise. Ah. Ooh, like what surprises. is it, Johnny? Surprises.
1: This is a grave. <laughs> a grave? Yeah, that's like a bad omen. Yeah. yeah. It's like,
0: You're gonna get like a, I don't know. Something spooky's gonna happen. You said on somebody's grave. Yeah, we heard stories. No, no, no. no. This is not just anyone's you can't grave. Get off of me, man. It's Sir Fabian's grave. Sir? Who? Oh wait, is that one of the knights that's in the journal you've been reading? Yes. Yeah, he was slain while fighting one of the Shogun. He didn't die a disgraceful death, though. Nope. Definitely stood his ground.
1: You know it.
0: And deserves a knight's burial. We gotta take this the sword back to the kingdom of Tannen when we leave. Alright, we will do just that. But until then, we must put the crystal up there in the crown of yokai. Yes, I'll leave this here for now. Good idea, we'll come back for it when we're done. Sounds like a plan, Johnny. Now let's head upstairs. Johnny and Armor, along with Max and Aphelion, got onto that lift on the side of Yokai and reached the top of the statue. And standing atop the colossal statue of Yokai the dragon, Johnny held the final crystal, the element priest standing before him.
1: Place the crystal in the 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 crown crown of yokai.
0: Yokai. Its radiant glow resonating with anticipation in the air. Gazing at the majestic white marble head of the dragon, he carefully inserted the crystal into the waiting crown. And as the crystal settled in place, the entire crown illuminated with a brilliant, ethereal light, casting a radiant glow that bathed the surroundings in a breathtaking spectrum of colors.
1: See this armor.
0: The luminous display danced along the intricate details of the crown, creating a mesmerizing spectacle. The brightness reached its zenith, transforming the statue into a beacon of light visible from afar, before gradually dimming down to a gentle glow. In that moment, Johnny felt a profound connection to the mythical essence of Yokai, as the dragon's crown pulsated with newfound energy, symbolizing the harmony between the crystals and the majestic guardian. Wow. And as the crystal infused Yokai's crown with divine energy, the distant field came alive with the thundering hooves of thousands of samurai warriors. (gasps) Johnny turning around and walking to the edge, overlooking Kanashi. The warrior's armor gleaming in the sunlight. A sea of determined faces, both on horseback and on foot, lined the horizon ready for the final battle against the evil emperor. On the side of the mountain where Johnny stood, the clatter of machinery echoed as the evil emperor's forces brought forth catapults and formidable weapons of war. The ominous sight of the war engines contrasted sharply with the serene landscape, setting the stage for an epic clash between good and evil the tension in the air was palpable. As the samurai prepared for the impending confrontation, banners fluttering in the wind, Johnny, having played his part with the crystal, looked out over the unfolding spectacle, realizing that the fate of the land hung in the balance and the battle that loomed will be nothing short of legendary. The element priest walks over towards Johnny and stands by his side. As Johnny is overwhelmed at the sight of an innumerable host of samurai soldiers, horsemen, and infantrymen alike along with their banners.
1: There, there is yet, yet one more crystal. more
0: crystal. Johnny is a surprise on his face. There is? As he looks over at the crown of yokai. But I got them all. The the crystals are complete.
1: It is the dragon Dragon crystal. Crystal.
0: Oh, That's right. I completely forgot. Where can I find it?
1: You will find it on the crown of the Emperor. As long as he has that crystal, Yokai will remain in In a a stone prison. Pluck the crystal from the Emperor and you will fly once again.
0: I'll do just that, Element Priest. And Johnny turns himself towards Armor, Max and Aphelion who are standing on that lift. They signalling for him to come to their way. I'll be back. The Emperor Priest steps back towards that crown gazing at its beauty Johnny heads down the lift and stands there amongst the fiery gate Okay now what it's still on fire ah, I thought perhaps it would be extinguished by now I know I know uh, feeling ah. I left a cup of water. It's sitting over there by the, uh, by wherever I pedal. Can you go get that?
1: Oh yeah, Max. <laughs> That's right. I'll be right. No, no. Uh,
0: well, it's still on fire. I don't know how to put it out. How about this? Uh, I'll blow on it.
1: Oh, oh, oh. That's not going to work.
0: Uh,
1: uh, so, come on, Max. Get over here.
0: And coincidentally, uh-huh. the fire did go out. Uh-huh. And the gate oh. opened on its own accord. Oh. Wow. No. No. Uh, hey, no. uh, you had the touch. Uh-huh. It worked. Yeah, you see that? Uh-huh. Uh, I knew that would work.
1: Max, that did not uh-huh. do it. It was going to go out no matter what. Uh-huh. It just happened to be when you were blowing on it.
0: Yeah, I got I got the touch. That's what it is. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> And Johnny turns towards the rest. It
1: wasn't you, I'm gonna go you on know. this
0: one. Right, I'm gonna yeah. find the Emperor, and me. also the Rangers, Miyamoto and Hanzo. We're gonna win this war, for it has already begun. Armor, could you Max and Ophelion head back, find some samurai soldiers, train them up on the bow copter. Nice. <laughs> and let's enter into this war and finish it. But what about you? You can't go in alone. It's too dangerous to go.
1: Way too dangerous.
0: And Johnny pulling out the sword of Numa. All beholding the beauty of the blade. I'm not alone. All exchanging glances, they understood that Angelos will accompany Johnny on this journey. Johnny puts the Sword of Numa back in the sheath and heads in, into the labyrinth. And Johnny entered into that final gate. There he found himself standing in a labyrinth. Left, right,
1: forward, left, right, forward, left, right, forward.
0: I guess I'll go left." The air carried a mysterious hum echoing through the stone walls of the labyrinth that stretched endlessly before him. With every step, the ground beneath Johnny's feet felt solid. As he entered the maze, Johnny's senses were heightened, The walls towering above him, their surfaces adorned with ancient ruins that seemed to shimmer with a glow. The eerie silence was occasionally interrupted by distant echoes creating an atmosphere of suspense. And stopping at an intersection. uh, Oh no. I could be stuck here for days. I don't have days which way to go from here. I can go anywhere. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. In the recesses of his mind, Johnny recalls the tales of Sir Ulrich. Oh. Sir Ulrich, who had adventured in this labyrinth two centuries ago. According to Lure, Sir Ulrich had advised a clever method to mark the correct path. With each step... Johnny examined the bottom bricks, searching for the subtle line etched by Sir Ulrich's hand. There you are. Wow, that's that's, that's Sir Ulrich's handwriting. Well, sorta. Look at me talking to myself. Alright, come on, Johnny, let's get up. The labrus complexity became apparent as Johnny encountered forks and intersections. Each path leading to an unknown destination. Man, got one. He traced the lines on the bricks, some faint and almost uh, imperceivable, oh, while others seemed intentionally obscured by the passage of time.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's one.
0: As Johnny delved deeper into the maze, the air grew colder and the light dimmer. Uh, yeah, that's one. Shadows danced along the walls playing tricks on his perception The echoes became more pronounced, as if the labyrinth itself whispered secrets of past ages. Suddenly, Johnny stumbled upon a chamber adorned with the ancient murals depicting the exploits of Sir Yorick. this in the journal amongst the faded paintings he discovered a depiction of the very line etched on the bottom bricks a guide left behind by a long forgotten hero thanks sir Yorick I owe you my life Emboldened by this discovery, Johnny continued his journey, following the elusive path illuminated by the marks of Siluric.
1: Yes, another one.
0: As Johnny ventured deeper into the labyrinth, the lines on the bottom brick faded, leaving him momentarily disoriented in the twisting passages. Oh no. Now I'm definitely going to be stuck here forever. I don't have forever.
1: Which way? Uh, left? Right? Straight? Straight? Back? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: And looking on the ground, recalling another faucet of Sir Ulrich's strategy, Johnny shifted his focus to the corners of the maze's turns, and there, nestled in the dirt, he discovered ancient coins carefully placed by the legendary adventurer. Each coin marked a crucial juncture guiding Johnny through the intricate labyrinth. Nice. All right, now we're back on track. As Johnny traced the path marked by Sir Ulrich's foresight, the air became changed with a sense of purpose. The labyrinth, great. once a formidable puzzle, now unfolded before him with logic oh, through the placement yes. of these ancient markers. Nice. Oh, so with each turn guided by the strategically placed coins, Johnny felt a connection to the past, Thank
1: you, Sir
0: a link to the courage of Sir Urick. the echoes of footsteps, both his own and those of long-gone heroes, river-bredded, of yes. The stone passages, creating a symphony yes. of exploration and legacy. Eventually, collecting a lot of coins, oh. wow. Johnny found his way out of that maze oh, the exit. and into the open air. As Johnny emerged from the labyrinth, he found Resprite under a tree, overlooking the sprawling city of the Emperor.
1: (sighs) Wow, look at that.
0: The air outside of the maze was crisp, and the distant sound of city life drifted towards him. As Johnny settled beneath the shade of the tree, his gaze shifted towards a towering spire that seemed to pierce the clouds a symbol of the Emperor's grandeur. Oh, I know that's for sure. He is up there.
1: I'll be there soon.
0: Huh? However, his attention was soon drawn to something close at hand. An orange tree, standing tall, the one that he had his back leaning up against.
1: What? what? what?
0: No way! This is... And looking up, Johnny realized that it was the same tree. He was looking at a living relic. A tree that was planted by Sir Findrell, one of Sir Ulrich's knights two centuries ago. The vibrant oranges dangled from the branches, ripe and full of history. It was a tangible link to the past. A testament to the enduring legacy of those who had once explored the labyrinth before him. I'm going to give me one of those. Thank you, Sir Fendrell. Meanwhile, with the King of Nod and Reggie, Sir Lancelot's convoy rested atop a snowy hill. Horses tethered and wagons forming a protective circle. Amidst the pristine white landscape, a crackling fire offered warmth as the knights gathered, sharing tales beneath the wintry sky, where a landslide had blocked their path, and several of them are digging themselves out, while they wait inside one of the wagons that King of Nod and Reggie
1: sit. <laughs> oh <dear>. Well, Reggie? <laughs> yes, sir? <laughs> There's no sense in sitting here. We're going to be sitting here for quite a while. I'd say we get out and stretch our legs. Yes, yeah. Open the door, Randy. Oh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: And a cool, wintry air filled the cabin. Oh, there
1: is, sir. Smell that. Yes, oh. yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. then we get out of here. Uh. Uh. Oh, hello, sir. Uh. Good uh, morning. Uh, Is it morning? Well, good morning to you as well. Let me get out of here. Come on, Reggie. Walk over to some edge, someplace secluded. Yes! Yes, sir. Let's let's get close to one of these little cliffs. Some place away from prying eyes and witnesses. Oh, Excuse me, sir. Let's let's go for a walk, Reggie. Shall we? Yes! Over, Over here. Oh, there's a nice little place. Where, sir? Right over there, there's a rock overlooking a steep, dangerous, deadly edge. Oh, yes, sir, sir. It's full of snow, sir. Perhaps we might tumble off. Oh, oh, oh. That's too bad if you tumble. Oh, I'll be careful. I'll be really careful. Yes, sir, we could. There's a spot over here. Look, sir, over there. All the other knights are gathered. Oh, oh! It's crowded. Come on, Reggie. Yes, sir.
0: And they, too, walk to a more secluded area on the cliffside
1: on a large boulder protruding away from the tree. <laughs> oh, ah, look at that. Isn't that beautiful?
0: And looking over the edge at the bottom...
1: Wow, that's quite a fine drop. Yep, yep, <laughs> what, do you, what do you suppose the likelihood of surviving a fall like that? <laughs> oh, sir, I would <laughs> say that
0: The likelihood, is one in a million chances, sir, as the king
1: slowly (laughs) backs up. (laughs) Yes, sir, I'd say if one would take a tumble, he would not make it back up alive, sir. Oh, dear, that is quite... I think I see a little river.
0: And he can very, very faintly feel a little pressure of a possible bony finger. Pushing in the center of his back.
1: That is quite fun. What's What's What is this?
0: And turning around.
1: Sir, uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> you had something there. I was, uh, yeah. I was getting. Can you turn back around and don't face me? Look that way. Sir, is it on my back? Yeah. yeah just, t- just turn around and <laughs> step a little closer to the edge. <laughs> sir, uh, yeah. I could get it myself, sir. Here, I'll just take this off. <laughs> no, 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 it's all, it's all, Reggie, it's all. No, 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 just all. Just turn around and, l- oh, look at that eagle Sir, where, where, sir? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, sir,
0: Reggie sir, uh, almost tumbles uh, oh, off and loses his footing But turning oh, around, he grabs the king
1: Oh, oh, dear. oh, dear. oh, dear. Yes. And uh, they where? both go off Oh, dear. oh, 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 dear. oh dear. And
0: Sir Lancelot Along with all the other knights, had finished digging out that snowy street. They mounted up and continued on their convoy, not knowing that the King of Nod and Reggie were absent. And back in the courtyard of the Emperor, Bord and Gill and Fren were badly injured, battered, and beaten and tied to a long pole and left for dead, for they all vanished out of that courtyard to join the war. The courtyard of the castle lay still under the unforgiving sun, casting long shadows across the cobblestones. Bordengil and friend awoke to the throbbing pain of their injuries. As their groggy eyes opened, the stark reality of their situation unfolded.
1: <sighs> Ow, oh. uh, face. I'm uh. 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 <coughs> oh, count my teeth. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
0: are you counting your teeth? You don't have to count too high.
1: My wrist. Like, Ow,
0: oh. oh, my face is killing me. Ow. Gil glancing over with one eye open, the sun beaming in his face. Your Face is killing you, huh? It's been killing me practically my whole life. I'm gonna look at it. That's a good, one, Sensei. Actually, in fact, your face looks a lot better. They rearranged a few things. Oh, funny. You don't look too good yourself. Hey, friend, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Sensei. Uh, I I
0: can feel my feet. Oh, you can feel your feet, huh? That's good. We're definitely getting out of here. You hear that, uh, Borden? Friend can feel his feet. Okay. Uh. Uh. Ow. Where are we? Where is everyone? Tied to a withered pole at the center of the courtyard, they winced as the memories of the defeat flooded back. The air was thick with the scent of burning torches. Bruises adorned their faces like badges of dishonor. They looked around. The once lively courtyard, now eerily silent, told the tale of an abrupt departure. The castle's inhabitants had vanished, leaving behind a ghostly emptiness. The rangers strained against their bindings, glancing around to find the castle devoid of life. Anything over there where you're at, friend? Oh, headache. Oh, nothing. Uh, uh, Borden? Oh, same here. Look up, though. Uh, and all of them look uh, up, and they see vultures uh, oh. soaring around in circles, oh, it's so hot. taking hungry glances down uh, at them. Oh, uh, I hate feeding oh. the fowl of the air. Go away. Oh, this is one meal you're not getting. Hey, go away. Any ideas <laughs> how to get out of here? Empty market stalls stood as a silent witness to the hurried evacuation. Abandoned weapons lay scattered, discarded in a rush to join a war that had called every able-bodied soul away.
1: Shoo! Uh, Shoo!
0: not gonna work. Well, definitely in a pickle. Oh, pickle. Uh, pickle, huh? Oh, great. I don't like pickles. Uh, and Gil I'm on a rock Ow. begins to shake his face violently. Huh? Uh, I know. Uh, fear not, comrades. Gil's a bearded has a trick of his face. A like trick? Borden looking over. Uh, trick of your face?
1: Oh. Since you you got tricks. Oh good, I get to learn something uh, new. Uh,
0: Wyatt, uh, let uh, me, me practice I mean, Not practice, but... Uh, 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 and yeah. begins to move his jaw around. No time to play the crazy card, but he's <laughs> here to believe it. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Hold on a second. <laughs> and Gil, <laughs> with a grin. <laughs> A lockpick falls from his beard onto the ground. Whoa. Ah, there it is. Lock you keep a lockpick in your beard? How does that even work?
1: Yeah, since they tell me...
0: Well, you see, it's all about beard organization. Beard. There's a section for tools, a nook for snacks, and a... Cozy corner for a small library. <laughs> I've heard of bookworms, but not beardworms. <sighs> Hush. Let me work my facial work. These locks. As Gil begins to fumble around with the lockpick. Wow. Wow, Sensei. If we survive this, I'm writing a ballad about Gil's enchanted beard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I got one. Keep laughing. Gil and the lockpick of liberation. I almost got oh, it. That's going to be a seller. Ah, ah, there it is. S- got it. Ah. Free at last. Ah. I stand corrected. Gil's beard is officially the MVP of this quest. Ah, no doubt. Wow, wow Sensei, you got to teach ah. me that one. <laughs> well, first you got to get a beard, friend. <laughs> now, let's make a swift ah. exit. Before those vultures decide to eat us. Hey, ah. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Look ahead. It could be bad. Uh Uh
0: And two of the guards, two of the kuma, begin to approach them. One of them having a dagger in hand. Uh Uh Okay. And all the rangers stand up. Uh All right. Uh Every last bit of our ounces of fight in this. Come on. Uh Let's give them a weighty punch. I'll go for the Uh taller one. Uh Uh Uh, I'll go for All right, I'll go for the taller one, too. Uh, friend, you get the other one, the shorter one.
1: Okay. Oh, my face.
0: Arms. And one of them uh, calls out to the rangers. Oh, we come in peace. It's me Mayimodo. and uh, Hanzo. Oh. 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 And Hanzo. Oh. Mayamoto oh. and Hanzo. Oh, okay. Joke, ma You came a moment so Look. just right on time. Sensei, he's got my dagger. I was so ready to just give up. Here I go. Take your dagger. Oh, Never oh. give up. Thank you for the, the dagger. Up. Well, how are we getting out of here? Everyone abandoned us, and I'm pretty sure we're we are definitely standing out right now. If oh, anyone's right. in that castle looking down on us, the emperor. Thank you. No, don't worry. Look, I've got a few of the horses just right over there. We're gonna mount up on them and let's go find Johnny. I'm sure he's somewhere on the labyrinth where we came in on.
1: All right, got any
0: got any uh, food? Uh, oh, yes, ah, please. I actually I do have some food yes. back on the horse. Come quickly, very quickly. Wow,
1: thank you for mom
0: they mount up on the horses and exit the courtyard of the emperor without a sight being seen. And with armor, Max and Ophelion, they stand amongst a numeral crowd of samurai warriors and horsemen. And from the towering battlements, Armour surveyed the battlefield through a polished looking glass. His piercing gaze traced the lines of catapults positioned strategically on the mountain, each one a formidable guardian of its realm. Beside him stood a handful of loyal knights, their armour gleaming in the sunlight. A distant gate cracked open, revealing a group of swift and silent rangers. Riding on powerful horses, they approached with Miyamoto and Hanzo leading the way. and one of the samurai warrior cap armor on the shoulder as he's looking through his glass.
1: Oh, excuse me, is that
0: enemy or foe? That's uh, looking. The rangers clad in a forest green and brown, emerge from the gates, their bows and arrows at the ready. <laughs> That's friendly. That's Miyamoto and Hanzo and the rangers. <laughs>
1: Friend, goodness. Good. Oh,
0: my heart no... My heart no... Uh, how you say? Pound. My heart no pound. My heart no pound either. But it's about to pound once those catapults start releasing their boulders. Oh, 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 oh. no Mayamoto and Hanzo and the others arrive.
1: Welcome. Welcome. Oh, welcome. I'm glad to see
0: you, Harmer. Uh, oh, hello, everyone. Oh, whoa, uh, oh, whoa. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. We made it. Uh,
1: welcome. Oh, oh. So...
0: Where is. Have you seen. Have you seen Johnny on your way in? Uh, hello, no, everyone. I haven't. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's fine, though.
1: I'll come Meanwhile,
0: it's we okay. gotta do our part. A lot, oh, uh, oh, and the Rangers, along oh, with uh, and Hanzo, dismount the horse. Okay. And they give Armor a hug. Uh, I that glad, I you. You. glad you're okay. Hi. Glad uh, you're okay, too, King.
1: Uh, uh, King. Uh,
0: and to the right of the gathering forces, Armor's keen eye caught sight of Denku, the formidable samurai leader, making his way towards them. He's clad in his samurai armor. He has an air of authority as he walks with measured steps, flanked by his loyal samurai warriors. As Dinku approached, a sense of mutual respect passed between him and Armour the king. Denku... I Dinku. It's Dinko. It's huh? Does Dinko understand me? I understand you. Oh, oh. wow! Wait, wait! Hey. This whole time you understood us. Yeah, you see that? Nodding his wow. head in agreement, I understand. understand. Now, me and my forces, you, and your forces. As he looks around at Max and Ophelian on the boatcopter, Max and Afflion had already trained up a group of men. And they're standing on the rooftop, saluting Dinku, the leader of the samurai. Max and a wave through the window in the front.
1: Hi. Uh, samurai Dinku. Dinku. We are I ready do. for
0: this battle. Uh, I don't know how it's gonna go down, but according to legend, as he grins, He's
1: we win. Oh, that's <laughs> great. I like that legend. Oh, I like that legend, that's I like that legend that's a lot. Does the
0: legend good. say I live though? Am I in the oh, legend? that's a good question. <laughs> I'm sure you're somewhat in there. <laughs> that's good. As he pats Armour on the shoulder, <laughs> passing by him and getting a tent set up for the battle. And while the leaders conferred and prepared their forces for the battle, a distant rumble echoed across the battlefield. Armor's gaze turned towards the opposite end as the five gates swung open, unleashing an immense army of Akuma soldiers. The ground trembled beneath the relentless march of these fearsome warriors, their armor gleaming ominously in the fading sunlight. A deep, rhythmic war drum resounded, setting the beat for the approaching onslaught. The Akuma soldiers moved with a disciplined ferocity; their banners unfurling in the wind, bearing symbols that struck fear into the hearts of those that witnessed their advance. The leaders, Mayamoto, Hanzo, Dinku, and the knights exchanged solemn glances. The time for preparation had ended. Now, the clash between the united defenders and the fierce Akuma army was. Unavoidable. The air crackled with tension as both sides readied themselves for a battle that would shape the fate of the kingdom of the land of the rising sun. Johnny cautiously entered the Emperor's castle. Emperor Akunal's castle. An unsettling emptiness gripped the air. The grand halls once bustling with life now echoed with an eerie silence. The remnants of a hurried departure lingered. Abandoned armor, scattered weapons, and banners fluttering in the chilly breeze revealing the recent exodus of a castle's inhabitants. The emptiness intensified the shadows that clung to the stone walls, creating a spiral dance of darkness that seemed to follow Johnny's every move. The abandoned suits of armor appeared frozen in the midst of an escape. Their hollow visage, staring accusingly at the intruder, The cold silence was broken only by distant echoes of war drums, a haunting reminder of the ominous battle that awaited. Johnny pressed on through the deserted corridors, guided only by the pale moonlight filtering through dusty windows. The atmosphere grew dense as he navigated the labyrinth passages a ghostly stillness punctuated by the occasional creak of a displaced floorboard. The castle's emptiness whispered of a hasty departure, leaving behind an unsettling void. As he approached the mammoth staircase, that staircase that spiraled upward, the magnitude of an impending confrontation loomed. The steps groaned beneath his weight resonating through the hollow castle, the oppressive atmosphere heightened as he ascended, each step echoing with the haunting anticipation of the battle that had emptied these halls. And reaching the tower's pinnacle, Johnny stood before a colossal archway that framed in the moonlight night The staircase disappeared into a shroud of clouds obscuring the way forward. The intensity of the silence was palpable, the emptiness of the castle a prelude in the impending clash between light and shadow. The mammoth staircase beckoned him upward, a four-bounding path leading into the clouds in the heart of an impending darkness. Johnny pushed through the clouds. There he found a threshing floor. A door, no doubt, leading into the throne room of the Emperor. (sighs) Be with me, Angelos. As Johnny pushed open the towering door, At the summit of the castle, he entered a mammoth chamber bathed in an eerie moonlight. The moon's glow filtered through archways, casting long, twisted shadows across the cold stone floor. The air was heavy with a forebounding presence. And in the heart of the chamber, Emperor Kuno sat upon his menacing throne clad in his dark armor. The air seemed to thicken as Johnny locked eyes with the malevolent ruler, Akuno's armor, an unsettling error, as it forged from the very shadows of the enveloping in the chamber. The emperor's eyes, pools of evil, bore into Johnny's with an intensity sent shivers down his spine. They glowed with an unholy radiance, a reflection of the darkness that dwelled within. As Johnny and the Emperor faced each other, the silence became deafening. The only sound was the haunting echo of their breathing, creating a tension that hung in the air an impending storm. The moonlight intensified the wicked gleam of Akuno's eyes, revealing the depths of his evil intents. And that's the end of that chapter.
1: And credits go to uh, Fantasy of World Music by the Fetchers, Brandon and Derek Fetcher. They came up with a lot of stuff right there that you heard, a lot of music. It's beautiful, especially that last one that Gregorian chant. Oh, it's on point. All right, I'll see you, uh, hear from you uh, next time. Bye.